Welcome to Growing in Grace, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ. And now, here's the host of Growing in Grace, Mike Kapler and Joel Barizaki. Hey, and uh, welcome again to Growing in Grace. I'm Joel, and uh, as usual with me, my good friend Mike, getting together uh, to talk once again about growing in the grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Mike, been a busy week for me, a lot busier than I would like it to be. Uh, some of the stuff was planned, <laughs> and some of it like water in the basement and an electrical problem. Uh, fortunately, those two problems weren't mixed. <laughs> Some of that stuff just adding to, uh, oh, I don't know, I guess you could say I've got a little bit of a fried brain and a fried body right now, <laughs> just from running around doing everything. Kids uh, from the neighborhood over, and, and it's kind of a fun thing, but it, it also kind of wears you out having all this stuff going on at once. But, man, here I am, relaxed and ready uh, to chat with you about growing in grace, and I hope your week's going a little better than mine, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll, I'll say, Joel, here in the region of the country where we live right now, there have been a lot of people with water in their basement, and uh, I'm glad so far that we haven't been one of them. Uh, our next-door neighbors had some, and uh, it was really kind of a shame because, like us, they had uh, done some finishing of their basement. Oh, man. And so all the nice new carpeting and Probably some of the drywall and all of that, uh, not such a good situation. So I know uh, a lot of people have been going through that. Must have been, must have been a rough week for you. Uh, I'm, I'm feeling tired today myself. I did a lot of yard work and, uh, you know, raking and mowing and hauling stuff around. And so I'm ready to kind of kick back, uh, kick back with our friends here and relax a little bit. Talk about the grace of God and where we stand in Christ. And you know, the other day I, I got something in the mail. It was an advertisement for a Christian, a Christian bookstore advertisement that came in the mail. And uh, I noticed just glancing at it that one of the one of the leading books that they were advertising it had the title. Uh, it was called the, the the title of the book was called How to Stay Christian in College. And we automatically think, most of us would automatically think, oh boy, that, that sounds like a pretty good book if you've got somebody going into college. And Joel, I have a daughter who is a sophomore in college. But having come into the Grace Walk, when I saw the title of that book, the very title of that book, Joel, implies that if you don't perform well in college or anywhere else that you go where the going might get tough, and you might be around influences that are sort of negative when it comes to the uh, the Bible and, and what you believe and so forth. Uh, but but the very title implies that uh, when when the going gets tough and you don't perform well enough, that you may not stay a Christian. I mean, that when the title says how to stay, stay. Christian uh-huh. when you're off in college, we have talked over and over again, and teachers like Steve McVeigh have been communicating the importance of understanding our identity in Christ, that it's not hinging on how well you perform uh, and how well you live your life. Yeah, and, we, and it's like, you know, I suppose we can understand where people are coming from with, with you know, the type of thinking that would, uh, you know, that would end, result in a book called How to Stay Christian in College. But when you first mentioned that title to me, Mike, it was, you know, I did snicker a little bit because I, uh, I, I knew exactly what you were uh, talking about. I knew I knew where you were going to go with that because uh, there, you know, I, I understand that when people 
going to college, there is an atmosphere of some uh, unchristlike behavior going on, probably in in even more of a major way than it was back 20 years ago when I was there. I don't know uh, if it's how much it's changed or what types of things have changed, but I can understand how someone like you, Mike, with a daughter going into college or in, you know having been in college now would be concerned about uh, the things that go on there. But like you're saying, it's as if the church has this mentality, this mindset that by going into an atmosphere like that, that there's something that a Christian can do to stop being a Christian. Or, you know, they would no longer remain a Christian, no longer stay a Christian because of the things that they're getting into or that uh, might be tempted to get into. And what uh, I think you're saying there is that you know, our uh, our life in Christ is established on something completely different, other than than our behavior and and what we do and and the circumstances we uh, are tempted to get ourselves into. Uh, because if we're solidly established in something else than our behavior, but rather the person of Jesus Christ and our identity in him, if we get ourselves established in who we are in him, knowing him, you know, the person, Jesus Christ, knowing the Father and, and knowing the Holy Spirit, it's, you know, we, we still might get tempted to do things, but our identity in Christ, knowing who we are in him is, is what keeps us. And, and the fact, and the fact of the matter is, is that there's nothing that we can do behavior wise to stop being a Christian because there was nothing we could do behavior-wise to become a Christian. And so, um, yeah, that mindset, how to stay Christian in any sort of circumstance, is is misleading at best. I mean, and, it, and it's, or at least at the least, it's misleading because it, it puts the focus back on behavior and what we should or shouldn't do to maintain our Christianity. I think that's totally missing the point. Well, and it could apply to anything. I mean, you could write a book to, that could... Uh, be entitled uh, "How to Stay Christian in the Workplace." In the workplace How right. to stay Christian at the ball game? You know, they pass mm-hmm. around beer and hot dogs at those things. How are you going to stay Christian in that kind of environment? But when it comes to this book, Joel, um, and I haven't read it, and I'm sure the author is is a good guy. It's just uh, the very title. I think the point I'm trying to make is the very title is a mindset that is pretty prevalent uh, among church people today throughout the world because of the way we were taught about the law and performance. Now, I, having a daughter in college, I was concerned a couple of years ago when she was going to a very large campus that was known for uh, all kinds of different things that uh, might not necessarily line up with my lifestyle. And uh, we felt like we had raised her right, and she's got a pretty good head on her shoulders. Uh, I would say uh, a better head than most, um, yet... I was concerned because I knew this would, you know, this would be a place where she would be making her own decisions. But the only thing that I encouraged her with, and I didn't tell her that she had to go to church. I didn't tell her she had to get him into Bible group. I cautioned her about a couple of things that I, I won't go into right now. But I cautioned her and told her that, you know, the, the consequences of getting involved with a couple of different things like that. But I never thought that she would. Uh, not become, not be a Christian anymore because even, even if she fell into some of the worst traps of the enemy, um, I never thought that. And, and because we've always taught her, uh, a, a teach, we've always taught her a doctrine that, that lines up with, 
uh, righteousness by faith. <laughs> and and so she had that foundation going into it. But you know, the funny thing, Joel, is when she got down to college, um, it, as it turns out, right away there was a group of kids that came to her dorm and, and knocked and invited her to uh, a church and, and a, a college group that they had. And, and she got involved with that and goes to Bible studies on Sunday night. I never had to come to her and say, you have to go to church, you have to get into a Bible group, uh, and, and, and stay away from all this. Um, I, I just felt like, you know, she had enough of the Lord in her <laughs> that she could make her own decisions, and if she made some mistakes, I just had to trust God that she would learn from those mistakes. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, you know, that that's the way it is for all of us, that you, you try to learn from it. You know, some people might say that if you go out there and you slip up and you fall into sin, um, that, the, you know, you start feeling bad about it, practically condemned about it, and that the Spirit of God somehow is going to be there uh, to to let you know that the sin you committed is is, is bad and, and that you'll need to rededicate your life to him. And you get involved in that that cycle uh, that's like being on a treadmill where you slip up, you feel guilty, you go back and rededicate your life, almost like being born again all over. And that's just a, a frustrating cycle to have to get into because I would suggest to you, as we've talked before on this program, that when you slip up and fall into into sin and make the wrong decisions, instead of feeling condemned or even uh, convicted of sin, that it was bad, I'm here to tell you that the Spirit of God will be there to convict you of righteousness. He is not going to condemn you. He's not going to tell you that you did something that was totally wrong. Uh, the, the very nature of God within you will tell you that. But the Spirit of God will be there to remind you that you are already forgiven and that you are already declared righteous, and there is nothing that can take that away from you. That's exactly true. And, I, you know, with that, with that, uh, with that mindset, of of being worried about uh you know perhaps losing <laughs> your christianity or or losing uh, who you are in christ by by something that you do i think we're kind of I, the word might be afraid or fearful that of of making mistakes or of allowing people to make mistakes because you just a few minutes ago you mentioned something about that that you know maybe uh, your daughter or maybe those who are in college might make a few mistakes and they'll learn from them. And one thing that I think is, is, is sadly missing in the church today is the allowing of people, uh, to make decisions for themselves. We want to control people. We want people to, uh, we want to give them the rules of, of here's what you do and here's what you don't do. And these things will help you to, you know, maintain your Christianity and, and maintain your, your relationship with God. And, um, with those controlling rules, and we try to keep a tight rein on people, we don't allow them to go out and, and, and view things for themselves and make decisions and perhaps fall flat on their face and then get back up because of the grace of God. You know, it's all because of the grace of God. Uh, but instead, we, we have this focus on, on a fear of, of sin, a fear of sinning, a fear of falling into the wrong things. And, and when we focus on that, when we when our focus is on the fear of falling, uh, the fear of sinning, uh, we miss the, a huge focus of, of being focused on who we are in Christ. Now, I was just looking in Second Corinthians. I love this. It says, you know, Paul says in Second Corinthians five sixteen. Therefore, from now on, we regard no one according to the flesh, even though we have known Christ according to the flesh. Yet now we know him thus no longer. 
therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. And, and what I, you know, and I've looked in the surrounding context here in the last few days, and what I, what I kind of get here is that we're not regarding one another according to the flesh, according to what's right, according to what's wrong, according to uh, the fear of falling into sin, but we regard each other according to the fact that in Christ we are new creations. The old things have passed away. All things have become new. And as we focus on this life in Christ as, as a new creation, then uh, we won't have to live in fear of of going out into the workplace or going to college or going going to wherever it is in the world that we're that God is sending us or that or that we choose to go. We don't have to live in fear of falling, but we can live with the the idea that we're in Christ we're completely righteous, we're holy, we're blameless, we're new creations, and we live out of that identity, not out of a fear of sin. Just a few more uh, seconds here, Mike. Any uh, final words as we wrap things up for this week? Well, to follow up with the scripture, Joel, Paul uh, sort of scolded the Galatians. He said, I want to learn this from you. Did you receive the Spirit by the works or by the hearing of faith? Are you so foolish, having begun in the Spirit, are you now being made perfect by the flesh? Um, no, nobody can take away what God has gifted to you. And that, that gift of righteousness is because of what Jesus Christ has done, not because of what you and I do. Not because of what we do, but what uh, because of what Christ has done. Great words to end with. Well, hey, I'm Joel, along with Mike. This is Growing in Grace. Uh, as always, we invite you to be uh, with us again next time as we talk more about Growing in Grace. And in the meantime, uh, check us out if you uh, would like to at graceroots.org. You've been listening to Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Baruzaki, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ.